0: Welcome to Sister Hack. Do you crave candid conversation? And are you curious about how others deal with the details of work, home, family, and everything in between? Well, sisters Hannah and Rachel have conversations about the unspoken dynamics that drive our everyday lives. And we have more in common than you think. So when you listen to Sister Hack, you too can share hacks and laughs that help make this convoluted life a little funnier and a little more clear. So now introducing Hannah and Rachel.
1: Hello, everyone. <clears throat> i bubbling Welcome back to Sister Hack. Happy May. We are here for our second COVID episode, right? Is it? Yeah, perhaps. But you know, what seems next? like it's been forever. Podcasts is a podcast. We are excited to celebrate and focus on moms and motherhood a little bit and so really to start this episode, I know everyone thinks um, our mom Tammy Ferry is the highest fan favorite but I think there might be someone who surpasses her a little bit and that is um, that is someone here who who has a mom as a sister hack host and her name is. Ava Bell Meineke. Can you say hi, Ava? Hi. She's back. She started out this season and she's here um, today to talk about about what it's like to have a sister, a hack mom as her mom or just a mom in general. So Ava, I wanted to ask the first question to you and that is um, what are some things that good moms do or that moms do?
2: They uh they, they they help you when you're hurt.
1: Yes, that's so true. What else anything
2: else? They make food for you.
1: Which yes. is super
2: nice.
1: I make a lot of food for you. Do me and daddy do we like do that? What was that a yes or no? Say it out loud. She's shaking yeah. head now. What? They don't what? like to make food. What do you think that?
2: because uh, you just want to eat your breakfast, I guess.
1: We just want to eat our breakfast sometimes,
2: yeah. A- Belle, what are some things that
1: your mom is really good at? Um, running. Yes, running. What else is your mom good at?
2: Um, helping, helping clean up.
1: Yeah. Do you know what- any other moms? No. 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 Anyone else? It's hard to think. Yeah, just Mel. Yeah. She's the only real mom, you know. Do you? No, you know about a mom. What is like if you could pick out a gift to give to your mom? What would you give her?
2: Yeah.
1: mother's day gifts always stump me too you know yeah for Mimi, i went the candle route a lot of years but i've been doing more like home decor lately <laughs> yeah. what what are you going to get me for mother's day
2: i don't know you
1: gotta think about it yeah just think about it. it's in a couple of weeks you have a little bit of time it's hard without school because you usually make a nice project at school but now i'm
2: here uh, i think i will i think i know what project that I- Present a project that is really good is oh, a uh, flower picture. Oh, uh, yes.
1: Flowers are classic Mother's Day. Cool. <laughs> Do ants get that kind of thing or? Like, can an ant? No, shake your... I don't know. You don't think an ant could get You don't know. We could send it to some ants too because they could take care of you. I mm-hmm. Like Aunt Chachi, not like the little bug ants. (laughs) Ant. Aunt Aunt Chachi. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, Aunts. 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 Some people call them aunts. Aunts. Ava, do you ever listen to Sister Hack? The podcast? Say it. I'm
2: I'm older
1: now. You listened when you were younger, but not since you're older?
2: Yeah. To when you grow up and you love something that you still really like uh you still you still love it even though it's even though it's even though it's something that you don't really like you just leave it behind
1: <laughs> so we you- hope none of our listeners do that but we i get what you're saying when comes to, like, sometimes you leave things behind that you don't need anymore, like diapers, or, like, baby food, pacifiers. pacifiers. Are you saying that you've outgrown Sister Hack? Um, I'm not so silly. Yeah. What? Okay, well, maybe you'll listen to this episode. Hey, I know you want to go watch a movie with Daddy, so why don't we let you go thank you so much for being on sister back thank you sis love you bye everyone
2: bye everyone
1: <laughs> well it's a little bit harder on video because she did a lot of head nodding but <laughs> <laughs> okay I tried so to yeah um anyway with mother's day topic we wanted to start out by saying that we know that it's a very sensitive topic for different people for different reasons. Um, And we could have taken the episode a lot of different ways. Mm So we wanted um, the audience to know that we're supporting, celebrating, and grieving, and somewhere in between with all the other um, moms out there or those who have a mom. So uh, with that being said, Chach, I wanted to ask you, what are some things that we did or do for mom, our mom, Tammy, see last episode <laughs> uh, on Mother's Day? Also known, you know, she's known for hashtag decentralized cleaning supplies, so just search that. She's um, viral. No, just kidding. Um, what are things we did for our mom last Mother's Day? Or on any of our Mother's on Days. any Mother's Days. Um, we were not a huge, like, breakfast-in-bed family. We were definitely more of, like, uh, acts of kindness throughout the day, brunch, maybe, family. Like, is Mother's Day always on Sunday? Yeah. It is. Like, like a brunch after church. I specifically remember making a lot of coupon books when I was young. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of coupon books. I definitely, like I was telling Ava, I've later in life become a um like getting mom little trinkets and things like for her house because she just seems to really love it (laughs) it was getting married about 18 months ago um you have a lot you can do like the wedding pics for a while I think last year um I was able to send we were able to send our moms like pictures with our moms and a nice little card for Mother's Day so that worked out well but otherwise it's it's kind of hard because mo- our Mother's Day is May, and then Father's Day is June, and then Dad's birthday is June, and then their anniversary is July, and then Mom's birthday is August, so it's, like, the summer. The summer. Yeah, there's a lot. So there's a lot going on in the summer. Um, you- I also do you remember this Mother's Day. It was my graduation, and my college graduation, and all of us kids went across the street to Walmart, and we just, like, got random stuff. From we were staying at the Super 8, and then we went across street to Walmart and got like flowers or whatever. And then it was oh. just very haphazard. I don't totally remember that getting stuff for Mother's Day. I just remember taking a picture with our little brother Stephen because that year was 2010, 10 years ago, and I had never looked more like him than I did then. I'll, we'll have to share a picture, but. Stephen and I have a notorious photo where we look exactly alike on that very shopping trip. 2010, the year you and Stephen looked alike. <laughs> 2010, me and Stephen. He'll be honored. <laughs> um, some other things to talk about this Mother's Day or something that I, I wanted to ask you. You brought it up in an earlier conversation, but um, the topic of having kids, which we're going to talk a lot about in this. this episode and you're like you said recently married so talk to us a little bit about like like the question of when are you going to have kids yes and if you enjoy it do you like that question I, I I do not um personally I think and similarly to like our our um topic or today just that it's not a given or an easy thing for everyone I just feel like it's a little intrusive I think to ask the question like are you gonna have kids or would you guys like to have kids is totally fine I think asking someone if they're pregnant (laughs) is not okay no I'm gonna ask that oh my word so many times and I don't know like like I don't know why people think that that an okay thing to do. I agree. I just think we can be a little bit more creative as a society and not let that be our opening question for, like, a a married couple or anyone in general. Yes, exactly. Um, So, you know, how about a tell me about yourself? (laughs) Yeah, how, like, like, what projects are you working on at work? Yeah, exactly. Or not not just letting that define you, you yeah I straight up the straight up are you pregnant it, you know are you guys expecting wanting to have kids or that kind of thing that's a pretty normal thing but yeah I've been asked the are you pregnant um however many times too many and it's ha- yeah, that's, quite a few that's frustrating it's just, yeah a little intrusive but mainly because I just have people in my life and experiences I've observed of it just being a very like personal complicated thing and so that's yeah not necessarily yeah it's painful for me I just think on behalf of those folks here's a PSA don't ask that question PSA public service announcement learned that within the last year do you have any PSAs I do have a PSA on a topic and that is that um we are going to be having baby number four in October. <laughs> are you excited? I'm so excited. I don't think our list I listened to am yet, but I did know. Which, uh, if it were, if this were, like, a shock to me, I'd be, um, screaming. Silent. <laughs> Yeah. So either screaming kids. or silent. Hannah's due with baby four in October. I've been throwing up a lot um, <laughs> this Gross. morning. Jonah, Jonah asked me what's happening with my mouth, and I was like, <laughs> "What's <laughs> your mouth doing?
2: What's When's your mouth
1: your doing? doing? You've okay. been a little bit um, throwy, upy with the babes. Yeah, just comes with the territory, I guess. Hopefully, it ends soon. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask Ava how many siblings does she have, but um, I do not know if that was. Oh, that would have been interesting to see what she said, but that's okay. She probably would have just nodded. Um, (laughs) I also wanted to comment about having little children on Mother's Day. And that's that it's hard to relish in being doted upon because you're really, it's really like up to the spouse to yeah make it a good day and that's hard i feel like cuz the kids yeah. aren't really like doing anything for the mothers so day it's more like the, <laughs> the dad yeah especially when they're younger yeah so that's an interesting dynamic um hey we're going to talk a little bit about um a a topic that is really relevant and and tough i think particularly around holidays such as mothers day that is the topic of infertility. And we have um, my very good friend from Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Jenna Lewandowski, who's going to talk a lot about in vitro fertilization. Um, but just before we do that, I think one of our goals in this is to normalize um, things like miscarriage and infertility and things like that. Um, and I'm reading the Becoming Michelle Obama book right now. Um, and last night it was so relevant one of her chapters is on her and Barack and their miscarriages and then their use of IVF for both of their daughters oh really um, yeah so things like that and the getting the conversation going can really help um, to make it more less of a taboo topic and especially mm-hmm. public figures um, which I think we're getting to the point of that now, I think so too So with that being said, um, let's have a listen to Jenna, um, and let's hear and learn a little bit about IBS. Hey everyone, Um, we are here via Zoom. This is a new opportunity for us. Um, Thank you, COVID. And these unprecedented times—that's what everyone's saying. You're right, Chatch. That's exactly what everyone's saying, and you can't blame them. You know, that's that's what it is. Um, this Carry is our on. second. This is our second uh, coronavirus episode, so uh-huh. we're we are surviving. Um, good thing this wasn't a monetized podcast because <laughs> we don't depend on it for our income. In fact, we lose a few dollars. Each. <laughs> we lose the <some> money, <laughs> but it's worth it. Um. And so anyway, we're here with Jenna, and y'all heard about her a little bit, so we're going to go right into the hack yeses and hack noes, and this week, this month, I should say, we're doing the hack yeses and hack noes of a quarantined Mother's Day.
2: Heck yes! Mm-hmm. Jenna, first of all, what's, welcome. The
1: date, what's the date for Mother's Day? I think it's the 10th. I looked it up. Okay. Welcome, Jenna. Thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, actually, before we start this, um, I have to say that Jenna was in a secret competition that I didn't know about with her husband Kevin about who was going to be the first guest on Sister Hack. Ah. How did he react when you told him that we invited you on?
0: He was happy for me, but he um, knew he had to, you know, take in the fact that that I won. I won this one. <laughs> has when to I texted you and asked his topic will be.
1: Yeah. There's a lot we could go with Kevin, so we'll we'll keep him in our back pocket for sure. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we have male listeners as well. Kevin, and is Dan. a friend. <laughs> Jenna's a female. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get into it, Jenna. Um, on Mother's Day, hack yes or hack no of a quarantine Mother's Day, I should say, alone time.
0: Hack, hack yes. Ugh not enough alone time in today's today's world uh, i will take all of it I agree. i'm with you
1: there girl i'm not a mom <laughs> <laughs> okay chash do you have one okay yes jenna hack yes or hack no now be honest an art piece or project made by only your toddler
0: so I'm going to say hack with some limitations. I'll take a I'll take a colored picture. Uh-huh. I don't need something with glue or beads or macaroni and I don't, I don't need to keep it forever. How long wow. do you keep it? One week. Generous. <laughs> yes. Until the toddler forgets that it exists. Which is
1: I'm one. very proud of you for that Jenna. Well, I guess I could you are a very like organized get rid of stuff person. Um, but I feel like you're also like pretty sentimental, so um, good for you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, hack yes or hack no? Breakfast in bed.
0: Hack no. Oh, I love, I love eating at a table. I don't even like eating on a couch.
1: Very proper. <laughs> I you sure. in bed. I I eat on the couch regularly, but in bed it's like you no know, crumbs, you know. I need the
0: I need the perfect seat alignment and mm. table height or height, it's really yeah. hard. Before you and Kevin
1: had your son Emery, did you eat at the table or did you eat at the couch? We always ate at the table. Oh wow. See before we had kids, we only ate at the couch and then we moved to the table.
0: If <laughs> Kevin doing? could choose, we would eat at the couch, but I just I can't do it. I just can't do it. That's a hack no. That's a heck no for you. Yeah.
1: Okay. Jenna, hack yes or hack no on Mother's Day? Reaching out to moms not related
0: to you? Hack yes. I I love wishing my my friend moms happy Mother's Day. Like we're all we're all in this together, and we talk moms' strategy. So yeah, I definitely think wishing wishing all the moms out there happy Mother's Day. She's
1: very good at that, and Kevin, her husband is very thoughtful people. They remember stuff in their friends' lives, which is memorable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, and this is our last one, and as you know, um, the topic today that we're going to have you talk about is IVF and infertility. So on Mother's Day, hack yes or hack no, reaching out to those who have lost a mom or are struggling with infertility?
0: That's a tough one. That I think, I think I would reach out to someone struggling with infertility, just knowing it's a tough day for them. I probably wouldn't reach out to someone who's lost a mom. Cause I wouldn't, like, I don't have anything to relate on there. And I don't know if I actually have anybody close to me that I can think of that lost their mom to do that. But mm-hmm. I think it's, if you have somebody close and you know, I think, heck yes.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: depends on your relationship. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: hmm
1: For sure. Um, so today, we really want to uh, talk about and help to destigmatize uh, IVF, in vitro fertilization, and infertility in general. So we wanted to kind of open this up with you just giving us your story and what your road was to IVF for you and Kevin personally. And just to, and to throw this out there, you have one son, Emery, who's two, and you're seven months pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so you cut out just a little hand, or was she, yeah. yeah, say it one more time. Yeah, so um, the question, or what, a little bit about the her. Jenna's background. Yeah, so Jenna has Emery, who's two, her son, and then she's also seven months pregnant. Go
0: for it. <laughs> your <journey. All> right. <laughs> so the journey begins. <laughs> the journey begins. All right. So as, as much as our story doesn't seem like it's very long, when I think about it, there it it's kind of long. So so bear with me here. Um, we're ready. So it all started back in January of twenty fourteen when we decided we were going to start trying in a couple months to um, have a baby. So I went off the pill you know, after my probably eight plus years trying to prevent pregnancy, um, it was, but I kind of had a weird result after that. It was like five or six months that went by and I never got a period or anything. So that seemed kind of odd to me and concerning with trying to get pregnant since that's part of the anatomy there. Um, so I went to my OB and told her about this, had some hormone tests done. Um, nothing was really found from that. They actually ordered a, a brain MRI on me to check to see if I had a tumor. I'm a pituitary gland because apparently oh, yeah. I
2: didn't
0: stop. Um, I don't know the way your hormones flow. So that was unexpected, scary, um, just an odd experience, but nothing, nothing came of that. I didn't have anything happening up in my brain. Um, so after that, like month or two of testing and nothing coming back they referred me finally to go to a fertility specialist which most people know was specialists there are wait lists so I think it was probably another two months before I could get in for an actual appointment to kind of see what was next Um, and so once I finally started there it was some more testing a fun one where they um, expanded a balloon in my uterus to check that tubes were all open and so comfortable. So comfortable. I, I have no pain tolerance. So it was um, it was one of the more traumatizing things of the process for me, which I know many people have had it and didn't feel the same way. So that could have just been my reaction to it all. But everything was – all my tubes were open. Everything was shaped as needed. So nothing came back poorly there. Um, so then from from that point, I was able to start doing some – Fertility treatment, which was medication based. Um, they did clomid and letrozole, which are two ovulation medications. Where it just kind of gets your system going and helps you ovulate. Um, but with those te- or sorry, with those pills, come like checking in at different doctor's appointments to see how your follicles are growing and how your body's kind of responding to um, responding to the medication, which like everything was responding fine. And those were just interesting tests to have done. Um, But every time we went in for a scan, it was $500 cash just to have the ultrasound done. And then at the end of the ultrasound, they would say, okay, come back in two days for a follow-up one and pay another $500, which was like, just agonizing. Uh, $1,000 a week. Yeah, yeah. It was just, we were like burning through money like crazy and As optimistic as we were every single time was like then the month would end and I would get my period before I could even take a pregnancy test. So it's just like such a roller coaster of being hopeful and then nothing would come of it. Um, so then once we got through, I think we did three or four cycles of that, I want to say. And so kind of once we got to the end of those, that's when like things for Kevin and I just started to kind of fall apart emotionally a little bit, both from like the emotional stress of it all, the financial stress of So we kind of had to have this big, I don't know, it was like a six-hour car ride um, regroup conversation, just trying to talk through all the emotions, all of the stresses, like just where we were with all of our thoughts on all this, um, which kind of helped get us grounded, get us on the same page. Um, And then we we made our plan going forward that we were going to try IUIs, which are like you combine that with the fertility medications, so you still take the lechazole and then at like ovulation time, they inject the sperm with like a turkey baster and, you know, try and raise your odds that way. So we thought we'd take on that as a try. But then we got to experience another thing that happens in fertility treatment where you think you're going in for one thing, and then you're really excited and you can just have your hopes just like crash so quickly because I went in thinking I was having my next appointment to do the, do the IUI injection and found out that my follicles were now shrinking instead of growing because I built up an intolerance to the medication. Wow. So that, was, that was heart-wrenching. Um, and in that, in that same appointment, I also found out that they, they recommended doing IVF because IUI wasn't gonna work with those medications. Um, harder part of that is that Kevin wasn't at that appointment with me because he was coming to the one the next day where he had a role. So it was just it was just a lot to lot to take in. Um so then we, you know, had to we thought we were all like on the same path and that was really nice. then we had to regroup again mm-hmm. and kind of absorb the fact that we were like IVF was in our future. Um I mean we also kind of discussed do we want to do adoption? Do we want to just get a second dog instead? Do we <laughs> like I don't know get some more as a sister um you know discuss those other routes but they but ultimately we decided we would we would try ibf we would take that big um financial investment because it i mean it's like another twenty, thirty thousand dollars for you don't know what you're getting um or if you're getting anything but it, it felt worth it um now in hindsight obviously was but so we we took that jump and it was Again, another probably two months before we could actually start the IVF process, because you have to hit the right spot in your cycle, um, do more tests, more prep work. But we finally started SHOTS in, it was May then of 2015, so over a year later from when Mm -hmm. we started all this. um, By the time it became SHOT Day, we we were actually really excited to be doing something. I feel like we were kind of in control. I... Sillily thought that I was going to be giving myself shots because I like to be in control. So I I thought I should do it myself, but spent 45 minutes pacing in the kitchen, not sticking the needle in my stomach as I needed before handing it over to Kevin and and letting him take over as as the my of the year. I can only imagine. And that's how long of shots then is it? It was 10 days of shots. So, um, which... I mean, it was kind of cool. It was like every day. it was just like, okay, get through the shot. And you just felt a day closer because you were actually doing something in every day instead of waiting for something. Yeah. Um. So then after those 10 days, we did the egg harvest where they go and they get all these giant follicles that have been, you know, blown up through these, these, um stimulating medications, I think they're called. Um, and we got, I want to say it was 10 eggs and then, they fertilize them and you get a report a couple days later and you find out how many embryos you had so we only had i want to say three embryos and then by time it was the day to transfer them in which was three days later we had only two embryos left we had an a and a b they gave them letter grade yeah so they said just put them both in um see what happens so like we literally put all of our eggs in one basket and how many times you
1: said that line. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Um, went in, did did the transfer and then started the longest two-week wait of our entire lives of just not knowing, being hopeful, being scared, being just emotional, mm-hmm. um trying to do everything like right with my body, like being as gentle as possible. No coffee, no, I don't know, no stress, nothing. Um, so then they have you do a, a blood test to to determine if you're pregnant on that that 14th day after. But because I am who I am, I'm not patient enough. So I decided to do a pee test the morning of because that's when it should have shown up if I was pregnant. And I did this at 4 a.m. because that's when I woke up and had to go to the bathroom and I saw the test and I, I've actually never properly taken a pregnancy test apparently, because I've never gotten to that point with all of, all the things, you know, that happened in our journey. So I looked at it, saw it absorbed the liquid and didn't show any symbols. So I threw it in the garbage and went back to bed and just told Kevin, I'm not pregnant. It didn't work and rolled over and went back to sleep. And started his horrible, like six hour morning of just, you know, heartbroken that, that this didn't work. I did everything the doctors advised not to do. I went for a six mile run. I drank three cups of coffee. I just did everything I wasn't able to do for the past couple months. And then I went in for my, uh, my blood test bitterly because I knew I had to pay for that too. And it was just, you know, going to give me bad news. And then I came, or I was home, it was probably around 10 o'clock that morning, got an email from my chart saying I had new test results. I was like, okay, just read it, get it over with, here we go. And it said, congratulations, you're pregnant, your HCV levels are great. And I just stared at it. And then at the, probably like within a minute, our nurse called and let me know that that wasn't a false email. Um, I was in fact pregnant and so I called Kevin and we just had the most tearful conversation of our life. I don't know if it's much of a conversation. It's just like lots of, uh
2: uh, uh, I, uh, uh,
0: him requesting me to forward the email. Cause he didn't believe me and thought I was just being <laughs> after the morning, um, had to, had to send some follow-up text messages to some friends, Hannah being one of them saying, I'm just kidding. I don't really know anything.
1: And, uh, did you, you went back to your tests in the garbage and it was positive
0: sure did. Yep. Retrieve that out of the garbage. There were two lines. I, <laughs> I literally don't know anything. So that was uh, So
1: within, within all this time frame too cuz y'all's group of friends, Hannah included, I mean, like babies after babies. People have, you know, your friends were all having kids. Um what for you personally were the things you wanted friends or family to say or how did you want them to ask or conversely what did they say that maybe wasn't appreciated
0: yeah so I think because we we definitely had tons of babies in our friend group um I think some of the the harder things were when everybody would have conversations about their kids mm-hmm. and, like I was there and I was like I have nothing to contribute. Um, so I think anytime anybody just asked and had normal conversations about things other than kids, you know, family, work, travel, you, you know, whatever. Um, I also, I was a big person who liked to talk about it. Um, it That made me feel a lot better. So anytime people just asked for like, oh, how's the process going, that, that always helped me. I know most, like some people like to be very private about it, that's just never been my style in most things in life. Um, so I think just, just talking about it, um, some comments that people would make that made it harder, I think were when people were pregnant and they were like, Oh, this was such a hard process. It just took forever. And I was like, I believe it took you two months to get pregnant. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You had that one disappointing month. Like, it was just, you know, it was, it was hard not to take those things to heart when, when yeah. you're just sick of things going so poorly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think like Jenna and I, we had, we would run together every week or every morning, like as she was going, not every morning, once a week um, as she was going through all of this. And it was just like, for me, all I could do was listen, you know? And I don't know if that was helpful or not, but I felt like you just needed to like, get it out.
0: Yep. It was, I mean, it was, it was beyond helpful. Like being able to just know you had a confidant of somebody who who knows what you're going through because you've been kind of hearing the whole journey along the way, even if you can't relate because you're not going through the doctor's appointments, not going through that, like a listening ear goes, goes so far when, when things feel just so out of control in your life.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, How that,
0: wait,
1: real quickly, I'm curious. So, and then you had your first son two years ago, then how, did you need to do that process again? Oh
0: yeah. This next baby? No. Um, this, I'm carrying what I call a miracle child right now. Mm-hmm. I still don't believe he's in there, even though it kicks me very hard. So I should know, but we were fully geared up thinking we had to do IVF again, like wow, fully on board. We had, um, we had appointments. We'd been going to different fertility treatment stuff. And because I wasn't like ovulating normal, but I was actually like ovulating after having had emery um and then I don't know one day I was just pregnant I took a pregnancy test because something felt weird and then I took a test every day for the next 25 days and it continued to. Continue. <laughs> I was still pregnant so it so your body can can kind of, like, come of back every after, morning 25 days
1: <laughs> for a month
0: <laughs> made it easy when I have when you have bulk packs that come with the ovulation test. So yeah. it's
1: no And you're, you're only planning on having two children, so it's like what else are you going? You gotta use these up. Might as well use it every day. <laughs> no, I think she froze. Oh you were a little frozen, Jenna. Are you back yet? Oh, she's oh, back. She's back.
0: You were frozen I'm, for a second. Okay. Okay, I thought it kind of made a frozen noise. No.
1: Hannah, Hannah made it. you should make your joke again,
0: Hannah. I just like said it. you're only planning
1: on having two children, so you might as well use, you know, all 25 for this one, just to confirm.
0: That's true, and and I think they expire, so it was, yeah, yeah. it was perfect.
1: Oh, totally. Um. Okay, so obviously, um, you know, you know people who are going through the same thing. I know people who are going through the same thing, very close friends and family. Um, and so now that you've been through, um, this time, how do you advise friends going through similar struggles or do you not advise at all?
0: So I, I just try and go the listening ear route just cause that, that was the most beneficial thing to me. I mean, if, if people ask for advice, I will certainly give my opinion on things. Um, I. I just know it's, it's hard to kind of describe what the situation is to somebody who doesn't understand anything about fertility. Like if you haven't had it described to you before by somebody going into detail, um, I just lost my train of thought.
1: (laughs) No, that makes sense. It's hard to know. It's hard to give, or I think. Like
0: it's hard to give much. So if somebody just says like, oh, I have this doctor's appointment and that doctor's appointment. You know, to somebody who hasn't been through it, they they can't really, like, converse with you unless you're willing to go into, like, tons of detail on mm-hmm. it. So I think it's kind of nice when you have somebody who who knows what some of those, like, milestone appointments are, what, like, what a inner uterine ultrasound is to just be like, oh, yeah, yep, I know what you're talking about. And
2: mm-hmm. not,
0: like, be able to give a high-level, like, description of where they are in the process without having to, like, foreclose every single detail about such a, yeah. Index timing and
1: all of that yeah um so I mean your story is really amazing and it's so like awesome that you got pregnant the second time around without having to go through that I know that was like a really big like financial relief for you guys um especially building a house and all the other things that you're doing um, but is there anything else that the Sister Hack audience should know about IVF or infertility um, if they have it going on in their own lives or in the lives of their loved ones?
0: Yeah, I think, I feel like it's been stigmatized for so long as being just, like, this really bad, awful, terrible thing. I mean, I know before we went down this journey, I, like, I, I was reading a book one time, like, a story book and the woman had to go through fertility treatment. And I remember thinking like, Oh, if I ever have to go through that, like that will just, that will just emotionally destroy me. Like I, I don't have it in me. I can't do that. And now, you know, several years later on the other side of it, it's like that did not break me. That makes people so much stronger. It makes your story and your journey just a lot more worth it. Like I just think of how much like stronger my relationship is with Kevin, my husband, mm-hmm having gone through such a tough time, like, how much, how much more we were there for each other, and then I believe I love my son, like, a million times more than I, than I maybe would have had it been easier for him to be here, just because I have, like, the thankfulness for, like, everything it taught me strength-wise, and, like, having gotten him in the end. Mm -hmm.
1: And I told, I think I really appreciate the openness, like, Kevin and Jenna would bring, their shots to like friend gatherings I specifically remember like right after Jonah and Charlie were born that's our friend my son Jonah and then our friend Ryan and Mel Their their daughter Charlie we were at the Bennings house for like the first time and like everyone was meeting the new babies and you guys brought your shots and did it in the Benning bathroom and it was just I mean it's like so amazing um, you know that you were so open with us about that and just I think that really put it on the map for a lot of our friend group too and I always shared with me how awesome even I mean I'm sure it was tough when everyone was having the kids but how awesome you guys were to all of their children or even just yeah. toys and things you guys would get um when when you had everyone over I always I what well, that would have been however many years ago what five years ago and I still think about that so that's pretty yeah. Okay. So now that you're the expert, you're going to have to give some hacks to our audience. So Jenna, do you have a hack for being supportive, um, for spouses that are not necessarily the problem? So like, obviously most of the, the functioning stuff was with your, you and your body. Um, so what did Kevin do that, you know, helped you feel supported?
0: I think just remembering that it's hard for both of you, that it's not like, it's not just hard for the non-functioning half of the Yeah,
1: that's not the right way to say it. I know.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's, it It works. It's like an accurate term. But I think, yeah, I think just remembering it's hard for both people because you're watching the person you love most go through the hardest time of their life. So I think just, just not making it about you all the time and making it about a bo- both of you and what the mm-hmm. end goal is.
1: Mm-hmm. What would you say your hack is? And Hannah just shared a story of, but your hack for leading a normal life while you're doing shots or having to go to so many appointments or um, all the all of the things you have to do when you're going through treatments.
0: Yeah, I'd say being as flexible as you can. I mean, with the appointments, you can't be all that flexible because that's you know, not your schedule at all, but with the shots, I mean, I, I was terrified the day that we packed up all of our stuff and brought it over to the Bennings, but we didn't want to isolate ourselves anymore and be like, oh, we have to stay home because we're doing this. Um, mm-hmm. And even, even after finding out we were pregnant, we still had to do progesterone shots every single night for like eight weeks. I want to say it was like, we packed those up, we brought them to weddings, we brought them to cookouts, we did them in rest stops on the way to Minnesota. So I think not letting it tie you down to, to just staying home and changing your life. So just trying to keep keep running as much as you can on your normal schedule.
1: It's a great tip. All right. So what about a hack for decisions about consecutive children after IBF?
0: So, I mean, I'd say budget <laughs> like that. Yeah. The second, I mean, right after every was born, we were like, keep, save money. Don't, don't splurge where you don't have to, because we were fully planning, you know, we're going to have another 20, $30,000 baby. We're going to have to pay, pay to create. So just kind of going in planning for the worst, I guess, maybe hoping for the best, but also knowing that you're, you don't control things like your body has its own mind and it can reset after children too so maybe having that optimism as Mm -hmm. well
1: yeah that was always a very like high point thought that that it could actually reset your body in some way yeah Mm -hmm. okay final hack jenna what's your hack for best friends of those going through what you went through or even immediate family i'm thinking siblings and parents
0: I mean, I'd say, listen, um, checking in just on how things are going and knowing that a week can feel like a year to somebody going through fertility treatment like that that was always something that I remember so distinctly is that time feels so slow. And if somebody says, "Oh, I have an appointment next week," not being like, oh, that's that's great. That's next week because next week probably feels like you know, a month a month or two. Yeah. Or like the, yeah. the way time, time is perceived during fertility treatment, I feel like it's just so extensive. Mm,
1: that's a good tip.
0: Is that even longer than the pregnant, being pregnant? Oh yeah. Being, wow. pr- I don't even, I've been pregnant, I feel like for two months somehow.
1: Oh. <laughs> is it longer than quarantine time? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, yes, I think that too. Cause somehow it's April 20th. Right? I know. And wait, I we've been. I being gone, it was April 1st.
1: We've been doing this for a month now. I that know. Well, thank you so much, Jenna, for sharing Thanks, your story. Jenna. Being so open and vulnerable. Yes. And I know that this episode is going to mean a lot to a lot of people. So thank you for that.
2: Thanks, Thanks Hannah.
1: Jenna. Oh, wait. Chit, sis, do you have any hashtags? <laughs> um, what would you just call me? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Sister. Jenna, my, you know how my nickname is Chach. Growing up, Hannah called me Crotch no I do. once in a while you call me crotch in high school it's kind of fitting for this <laughs> my, topic. Friends, my friends did that and I um I, do I, I don't have any hashtags but do you IBS half hashtag I'm very fortunate <laughs> <laughs> there we go I just of that. that's really good <laughs> in Jenna's um, case for sure um, okay, thanks, Jenna. Yeah, I'll I'll come up with more, and then we'll surprise Jenna as she listens. Yeah, well, well, we'll put them in the intro because yeah, in Jenna intro. is a very um,
0: loyal hackhead, and for that, we yeah, think. she's gonna want some hashtags, so she we'll deserves <laughs> them. Guys, Kevin just listened to the last episode like two weeks ago, or no, not two weeks ago, like two days ago. And he's like, did you listen to the April episode? We're in the teens. <laughs> of course, I did thank you see this is why you got the
1: interview before exactly yeah. having stuff is listening, all right thanks so much jenna
0: hey guys thanks for listening to sister hack for podcast news and updates and some awesome pictures be sure to follow hannah and rachel on instagram by following
2: at sister hack Podcast.